When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. And today the A stands for absurd, as in the Denver Broncos have sold for an absurd amount of money. And we're here to tell you all about it today. Should be uh, an interesting conversation about the future of this team. But first, a shout out to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, where the Colorado Avalanche are minus 200 favorites to win the Stanley Cup. (laughs) DraftKings doesn't care who it is. They're just saying, yeah, the Avs are one to two. Uh, You're going to have to bet 200 if you want to win any 100 bucks on the Avs. Hope you got in early. And when I mean early, I mean a long time ago. I hope. I think I gave this out as a pick of the week on this show. If not, I've talked about it several times on our bet show. But when it was plus 650, I gave out, don't bet on the Avs to win the Stanley Cup. Bet on Kale McCarr to win the Con Smythe. Much better odds. Mm. Kale now to win the Con Smythe plus one seventy. What's McKinnon? Plus one eighty. Oh wow, he's the favorite. Yep. Wow. Yep. I mean, a five point game and a closeout game that'll uh, help. Well, will help for sure. And obviously, um, the uh, Connor McDavid erasure. Uh, that he put out there uh, was uh, definitely caught the eyes of the national media as well. He didn't show up, did he? Well, no, he did. But then Kale McCarr erased, erased <laughs> Uh Anyways, get over to DraftKings Sportsbook where you can also bet $1 on any NBA Finals game. They, I guess they're finally playing another one tonight. Um, and you can get $150 in free bets just for playing. You don't even have to win. Or I guess it's $5. Bet a $5 bet on either team on the money line. Get $150 for playing. Great deal. Great way to get your account started over there at DraftKings Sportsbook. So check it out. Uh, And you can also get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when you use the code DNVR. All right. The Broncos have a new (laughs) owner, baby. They do. And what a shocker. It will, oh no, not a shocker at all. No. (laughs) Ever since we saw who was in the running. And as I said last night, as predicted by anyone who can Google net worths, <laughs> uh, we knew who the Broncos owner was going to be as long as he wanted the team. And I guess the great news here is he really wanted the team. He really wanted the team, right? Should I be saying they, or can I just go with he? It's it's a he, okay. honestly. Honestly, and Ryan, the, the reason it's a he is because of a report that just came out from Pro Football Talk that said Josh Harris's group, who is the group that's involved with a lot of sports teams uh, in the world, he, he, it, he would have paid $5 billion for the Broncos if it would have guaranteed him to get the bid. But what he was afraid of was 
Rob Walton was just going to pay more and pay more and pay more and pay more until it was his. And so how can Rob Walton do that? $55 billion to $70 billion will do that. And Ryan, that is why, since Rob Walton entered the race, we have said this is Rob Walton's team. Yeah, and that's the weirdest thing is like, Again, we went through this whole thing. Where, like, even yesterday, we got Mike Close out here. I'm hearing the bidding is very competitive. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's not possible for mm-hmm. it to be competitive. Imagine if you and I were in a race and I was 10 times faster than you. Right. No one would say, well, it's a competitive race, <laughs> you know. Uh, or if, you know, um, we were doing a lifting competition and I was 10 times stronger than you. Like, there's no world in which this was a competition. And the competition is finally over. We don't have to pretend like other people have a chance anymore. And, you know, it, it's there's one thing that is absolutely exciting about this. And it is that the Denver Broncos are now the richest team in the NFL. Dollar, dollar bills. By miles. Yep. And I say miles as in, like, if you were to stack $100 (laughs) bills, (laughs) how much richer Rob Walton is, it would go miles into the sky. Okay, so do some quick mental math. How many miles would $70 billion go? Well, that's that's too too hard for me. That would be uh, 700,000 feet. Or would it be... uh, no, because, yes, you're yes. right, 700,000 700,000 feet divided by 5280. Uh, Here we go. We got our math. Kale's doing it. 132 miles wow. into the sky. Now, how far does that get you? I don't know. You know, I, I have no it idea. It gets you into how, space. I have no idea how tall the atmosphere and is. And that's $100 bills. Yep. Insane. If you were to do $1 bills. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> multiply it by 10 yeah. or 100. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that would be uh, 1,300 or 1,003. No, 13,000 miles. That's oh, my got to be the moon. Um, <laughs> now do pennies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the exciting part about this. And, and as I've said time and time again, there's no real way of predicting what an owner is going to be it just comes down to like how he feels every whenever he wakes up like that's legitimately what it comes down to like does rob walton wake up in the morning and think like man i hope my football team's good or does he just not think about it at all there's both owners and exist in this world and so we have no way of predicting it we can read into statements this that and the other thing there's just no way but one thing we know is that there will never ever ever arise a situation where the Denver Broncos can't afford something. Nope. Nope. And it kind of makes our job easier because we like, there's no, we don't have to guess ever. You know what I mean? Like this weird transition period, which by the way, has been the entirety of this podcast. Denver Broncos have never had a true owner since we started podcasting. Man. Um, We never knew like what their money situation is. Remember, I mean, we were told at the Combine one time that, like, the receivers coach wanted some sort of contraption and, like, the Broncos wouldn't buy it for him. And I got pushed back on that from the Broncos. (laughs) Um, But there was, like, a lot of weird money issues that Mm -hmm. we just weren't sure. We're like, Mm -hmm. could the Broncos afford to give a quarterback $200 million guaranteed and put that in escrow? We have no idea. Now, we do have an idea. You can – that can never be an excuse for anything ever. And, in fact – I'm of the belief that the salary cap can never be an excuse for anything ever. 
Unless you can, you want to do this spin thing where it's like, oh, we're doing the win from now on, so we don't want to put ourselves in cap hell later. But for the most part, the Broncos can afford anything and everything they want forever. You know how you avoid the salary cap, though, and manipulate the hell out of it is you have a ton of cash yep. up front to give people signing bonuses to lower their cap amount. And the Broncos, Ryan, with Russell Wilson, they should be in that mode the next decade. And they're going to need a lot of cash to do that, but not just... You know, $5 million for a safety, $10 million for, for a tackle. They're going to need, like you said, $250 million for Russell Wilson as the starting point. And then you add the free agents and the cash just goes up from there. So this does affect the football field, Ryan, and that is a big thing. And a lot of people yesterday say, nah, the money doesn't matter how wealthy an owner is because it's all about the salary cap. No, it absolutely matters when it comes to football. It also matters about a new stadium. And the Broncos and, and Rob Walton is now going to have to decide if he wants to dump hundreds of millions of dollars into Empower Field at Mile High, or if he wants to build a new city in the city limits of Denver, probably out by the airport, and make it just an entertainment center for the world. Be right next to DIA, have it be a, an awesome stadium with a roof, maybe a retractable roof, and then you're hosting Super Bowls here. You're getting the NFL draft here. You're doing anything you want. You're getting the biggest concerts in the world as well, and you're making this... The, the the biggest thing Walmart is huge that's what he's going to make this is the the biggest thing in the country yeah and I hate it um I don't think we need a new stadium I I've seen a lot of people who are like excited about it I'm generalizing but I just feel like those people probably aren't from Denver well I've I've accepted it that I have, that it's just going to happen I have too but I, I'll, I'll still push back on it I have a platform I'm gonna tell Rob Walton don't move the team <laughs> out of downtown Denver it's the it's one of my favorite things about this city is all four teams right in downtown and you don't realize how cool that is until you go to a place like Kansas City where it's like you got to drive out into the middle of nowhere it's not that yeah. far but it just you're so disconnected there's nowhere to go after the game right. now of course this whole plan comes together there's going to be a huge entertainment center and there'll be bars and stuff but uh Henry had a great point in the Madden chat the other day where he said where someone was like if you if the taxpayers had to pay for the uh, stadium, but it stays in Denver, would you guys want that? And Henry said, "Yeah, it'll probably save me money because I won't have to spend as much money on Ubers." <laughs> like, legit, that's a legitimate point, you know. From here to to the airport on a regular day is like a fifty dollar Uber. If it's a Broncos game day, yeah. it's going to be a hundred dollar <laughs> Uber, yeah. and you know it'd probably be like one hundred and fifty dollars on your taxes to help build the new mm -hmm. stadium. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, that, I thought that was a great point, but you're right. It's happening. Um, the, someone like Rob Walton doesn't buy the Broncos without a plan, and I'm sure his plan is not only am I getting the Broncos, I'm getting Waltonville mm -hmm. in, you know, uh, just east of Denver. It'll still be considered Denver in the city limits, and the, the it will be, a whole, like you said, it's a whole new city. That's going to arise around that, and he's going to own all the land, and they're going. To, that's how you make your fortune grow. Not to mention bringing the Super Bowl here, yeah. bringing a Final Four here, um, you know, bringing the biggest conventions and concerts and all that stuff here. That's where the money part comes into this, and then hopefully he just says like, "And I want to have, I want to have a better team than Stan." Yep. 
Yep, and Stan just won the Super Bowl, so you'd absolutely love that. And a reason why it could be privately funded, Ryan, is because that's what Stan Kroenke did. And then also, if it's this huge complex, then he gets all the revenue and doesn't have to worry about sharing it with Denver and making stipulations for that to happen. So I think there is legitimate reason to believe that it will be privately funded. There, I mean... Unless he just is doing it because he can, there's legitimately no reason for him to privately fund it or to not privately fund it. Um, he, it'll barely make a dent in his wealth. And it's not like he's going to pay for the entire thing out of pocket. He has an ownership group. There'll probably be a whole, an additional stadium group that does that. They'll develop all the land, all that stuff. So um, I guess it's kind of exciting just to think about what that could look like. I just think it's, a, it's an L for us. At least, I agree. At least football is the one where it's eight games, you know. Right. Um, hopefully, ten with two hosted mm-hmm. playoff games, but it's it's eight games, uh, and so traveling out there isn't that big of a deal. Um, I, I, like it's a long ways away, but I think of little things just like right now, like you come straight from the stadium to here for our post game show, right? Like that wouldn't be possible anymore it's true. Uh, so like little things like that i'm just like oh that really sucks but you know it, it's it's a short trip on the relative scale of okay i'm gonna do this eight to ten times a year. right right it, it's very true and, and a couple people in the comment section specifically one a, li- a little higher up uh says great now the nfl is going to call us the denver bronco or the walmart denver broncos and uh, to me when it comes down to an owner you have to have cash, yeah. Ryan. Uh, cash is is king, and in, in the NFL and in sports and in business. And the Broncos now have so much money. We've said this before, but have to reiterate it now that it's official. Rob Walton, at the lowest, is worth $55 billion. At the most, he's worth about $70 billion. I think the most recent Forbes one had him at $65 million. Billion. Billion, yes, billion. The second second most richest owner in the NFL, David Tepper, $16.7 billion. Rob Walton blows these guys out of the universe. And there used to be kind of a, a, a nice one, two, three yep. with David Tepper at 16. Then you had Stan kind of right below him. Ten. And then you had Jerry, or Jerry Jones kind of right there. And then everyone else was worth less than than $10 billion. Now you have you have pretty much $50 billion in cash, and we know how tall that is. Yeah. It's separating those guys, or, or specifically Rob Walton, from the rest of the pack. It, it is just, it's you can't wrap your mind around it. Yeah, and so like trying to dunk on the Broncos for having so much more money than your team is just <laughs> right? a weird thing yeah, to try to yeah. do. Yeah, so okay, yeah, sure. They're the Walmart Broncos. It's not the discount Walmart. It's the opposite. Right, right. Yeah, it's like um, PBR uh, in China is like considered a delicacy. No way. But it's a different <laughs> style. It's like it's the same brand, but right. just a much higher scale. So right. it's like this is right. like the Broncos are a delicacy. Wow. Also, uh, I keep hearing about like Walmart Stadium. That makes no sense to me um, because, first of all, Walmart certainly doesn't need any more brand recognition. Nope. Um, they could maybe use some brand enhancements in terms of the way it's viewed in the public mm-hmm. eye. But the you you do you sell the naming rights of the stadium to have more money. So you don't want to be paying yourself <laughs> right. for the stadium rights. If he was going to make it about himself, 
he would just call it Walton Stadium, mm-hmm. you know, and he's totally within his rights to do that. And he has yeah. plenty of money, so he yeah. could do that. But he wouldn't call it Walmart Stadium because that doesn't do anything for him. If he's selling the naming rights, you're selling it to a company to take their money. Yep, exactly. So do you think it'll still be in Power Field? Obviously, God. for this year, it's going to be. But is that something that Rob Walton says, okay, this is a $10 million deal per year? I don't want the Kansas City Chiefs like secondary sponsor on my stadium. I don't want a team that works with the New England Patriots on my stadium. And plus, my naming rights are going to be worth about $25, 30000000000 billion when this new stadium comes up. If it's a new stadium, 0% chance that Empower will be on it. Thank yeah. God. Um, but right for now, I mean, I, I would love if he came in and he's like, get, get rid of this. Um, he's like... Look, until I build my new stadium, we're calling this Pat Bowling Field in my life. <laughs> and that's something I guarantee he won't do. He's not going to put another man's name uh, on, on the stadium. But, Ryan, yesterday we talked about, or I guess it was two days ago, we talked about if Rob Walton wants to really just steal the hearts of Broncos country, two things he needs to do. Peyton Manning, hire him right away. Don't remember the second thing. What did we say? Uh, mm, talk about Pat Bowling. <laughs> yes, yeah, potentially that. And then also, if he wants to, just come in and say, Mile High Stadium. Mm. That's what it is going to be. I mean, come on, Rob Walton would be just the favorite. Yep, yep, absolutely. And make sure oh, you get... Oh, the, the second one was pay Russell Wilson. Oh, right. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Bring in Peyton Manning, pay Russell Wilson. Um, and there's a couple more things, I think, like you said. Call it Mile High Stadium. That's a huge dub. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... Um, what was I going to say? Oh no, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> we both did. Oh, it. new uniforms. Mm. Get them right. I was gonna say though that that could go the wrong yep. way. Yep. Um, it's kind of rare that fan bases embrace a new uniform right off the bat. So my advice is go back as much as you can because mm. everyone likes yep. when the uniform looks like what it used to look like, yep. even if it's an updated version of that. But like, look at the Buccaneers. They just went back to their old uniforms and everyone, you know, fell all over themselves. True. So the Browns did the same thing. They they kind of went backwards. So you don't They're have to really go on backwards uh, as a team. They that could end up being the worst move in in sports history. Yep. That without a doubt, not only trading your entire future, but also two hundred and fifty million dollars. And well, and they there's probably a chance they get out of the money, um, I would guess. But some of it. Yeah, yeah. There's a chance they have to settle for Deshaun Watson playing zero games and paying him like a hundred million dollars. So check this out. Deshaun Watson starts zero games to the Browns. It's in the cards. <laughs> Baker Mayfield says, Don't come crying to me. Oh yeah. He doesn't play for them. Nope. They go they go right back where they came from. By the way, who brought them out of that place? Baker Mayfield. Uh they go right back where they came from and they have no first round picks. Forever. <laughs> So deserved. It. Oh my gosh. It. It, it is. So, the. The great thing is, no one feels bad for them. Nope. It, it's like, yeah, you. You did this. You know, you pooped the bed. Now you gotta lay in it yourself. Yes. Browns. Yes, you do. <laughs> the Browns. brown and Browns. Uh, anyways, back to the Broncos. Um, it's yeah. There's a lot of things that I think that they can do right, and I think one of the first things that they did right um, was bringing in Melody Hobson. Mm. Uh, and adding her to the team, what an absolute 
rock star yep. she is. Uh, obviously, you love to see the diversity, not uh, just with a person of color, but also a woman mm -hmm. being part of this group. I think that's really cool. She is a, an, like an icon in the business world she's she's done everything in yep. the business world yeah as i said last night imagine uh being such a badass that your title takes up three lines of a tweet <laughs> um and now someone responded to me and they're like well now it takes four because it yeah. also you have to add part <laughs> yeah. owner of the denver broncos yeah yep. um so i you know that's like a really good what'd you say earlier um like or maybe i just saw this on twitter i can't remember but like just hire the right people and get out of the way right um and obviously she's not going to be dedicating all of her time to the denver broncos but it's a it's a great step in the the idea of like bring in really smart people and trust them and we know that the broncos already have a really smart gm um and you you hope to just continue that you know maybe you bring in a president um Peyton manning like you know and then you get out of the way like hire incredible people and let them do their jobs incredibly and you're going to be successful and it's one of the things that i think pat boland did a great job of and i just think it's it, it showed like um a little bit of a step in the right direction in terms of the way we view rob walton's ego that he just bought the team and in his initial statement he wanted to to add the fact that they were bringing in melody hobson in there and i thought that was like okay regardless even if it's just a pr thing which we know there's a little bit of you know uh mm -hmm. like it, there's a little bit of that in everything but it would have been easy for a, a 70 billion dollar man to say i'm not I'm, this is about me i just yeah. bought the broncos i'm not mentioning anyone else we'll follow we'll do a follow-up press release tomorrow about right. who we're bringing in no I, I think it showed uh some awareness to say like it's not just about me. This is about the Broncos, the city, and the team that I'm bringing in with me. Uh, absolutely, and and it, it's a big thing that Melody Hobson uh, was mentioned in that because three people were mentioned, and we're going to talk about uh, or four people were mentioned: Rob Walton, uh, and we're going to talk about the other two. And Melody Hobson shows you just how big uh, of a role she's she can potentially have with the Broncos, and the Broncos nailed it. Uh, with, with bringing her on board. Just an absolute rock star, like you said, Ryan. And I want to break down the other two people because we already have an idea of what this situation is going to look like, how the Broncos are going to be run. And there's some really, really, really encouraging news in my mind about probably the biggest question mark with Rob Walton. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where, like Ryan said earlier, you bet $5 on Moneyline NBA Finals game. You get $150 in free bets. And DraftKings is kind of setting you up great for the Avs because they're saying, okay, you're going to have mini finals games before the Avs actually start the Stanley Cup finals. So just get in on one of these games, get $150 in your account, and then use that on the Avs. But when you use it on the Avs, you're going to have to be creative because like Ryan said earlier, the Avs are minus 200. That's not great value by any means. So you got to find the things, and you know where a great place to find those great values is? DraftKings Sportsbook. And the DNVR Bet Show. Oh, you got to yes. check the Bet Show out to then bet over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're saying great values. Ah, yes. Uh, that's very intentional, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can get some great values over at DraftKings Sportsbook because they hand out free money. Not only this free money, but Ryan, they're going to have, I can guarantee, they're going to have boosts on the NBA Finals game tonight. They're going to have so many boosts going through the Av Stanley Cup Finals. So get in, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get 100 
$150 in free bets by betting $5 on Moneyline in the NBA Finals. That is code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, make sure you come down to the DNVR bar. Win! Uh, these two other teams finally stop, you know, slap fighting <laughs> and uh, get to the real thing here. Uh, we'll be waiting for them right here at the DNVR bar. And we had a meeting yesterday just about, you know, what we're going to try to do for the for the Stanley Cup final and all the different mm. um, ways that we're going to try and step our game up as the abs have stepped their game up. And it's going to be so exciting. So make sure you come down here and come hang out. And of course, while you're here, get you some Breck brews, um, the best damn beers around strawberry sky season in full swing but in a twist avalanche amber ale season not over yet <laughs> wild uh, so you, you know uh, whatever floats your boat uh make sure you get some of that, those breckenridge brews i'm going up to a uh yearly an annual golf tournament with my buddies this weekend i'll definitely be bringing the breck brews is, i was gonna say is it an annual golf tournament or is it an annual uh breck brew tournament yeah. with a little bit of golf in there yeah both <laughs> yeah definitely both man that sounds amazing i'm jealous of that okay ryan so when we look at the structure of the broncos right now you have rob walton at the top and what they're calling this is the walton penner family group yeah Sure, you can call it that. Please explain to me. It's Rob Walton. So Rob, Rob, Rob Walton at the top, like we explained, just all the money in the world. But then the step below, and it's very clear which kids are going to take this Told over. You. Uh, yes, Carrie Walton Penner. So that is Rob Walton's daughter. She's okay. 51 years old. Then her husband, uh, Greg Penner. So that's where the Penner name right. comes in. Is So Greg Penner is the son-in-law of Rob Walton. His wife is Rob Walton's uh, daughter. So those two, and also Greg Penner now is the chairman of Walmart. Of course, Rob Walton was the chairman of Walmart for so many decades. So you see how this all fits together. And then the other person mentioned in the press release uh, well, <clears throat> was Hobson, like we, like we talked about. So those are the four people mentioned in there. But what's going to happen with the day-to-day -day operations with the Broncos is it's going to be uh, Carrie Walton Penner and Greg Penner running the team. Mm, very interesting. Mm, very interesting. And to me, Rob Walton has already put his his trust uh, and his will together. Yeah. The team is going to stay with Kerry Walton Penner and Greg Penner. They would be, if they were technically the owners, they'd be the youngest owners in the NFL, which I think is something that scared a lot of people with Rob Walton saying, He's 77 years old. Even if he lives another 20 years, then we're just going to have to go through this, you know, in 10 years once he hands the team down or it's put in a trust. And that is something that scared Broncos fans, understandably so, because of what we've been through. And a great point by you, we have not had an owner when we've been doing this podcast, which is so crazy, but it's so clear that Broncos fans are not going to have to worry about that. That this team is going to be in stable hands, in stable ownership, in stable leadership for decades yeah and, and you know sometimes we joke about it a little bit but this is part of the reason why it is so important to have patrick smythe around uh, like he knows all of this stuff so well he's such a great pulse of what's important to broncos fans and how people will react to x y or z and i just know that when he met with these groups he told them 
All right, well, if you get this, it's going to be really important for it to be obvious and clear what the next group yeah. is, or else there's going to be a lot <laughs> yeah. of civil unrest about it. Um, and the, the, the other thing is, uh, you know, someone asked me last night, like, I really hope, even though it's out of the Bowen family, the Broncos um, remain really involved at the Alzheimer's Association. And I'm just like, again, Patrick Smythe isn't letting that happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. the Broncos will absolutely be involved with the Alzheimer's Association. There's not going to be any like uh, they're not going to take down the Pat Bolin statue or right. anything like right. that. Like, it, it, you know, it's PR, but it's also just important stuff. If, if they were to come in and clean house and not have someone like Patrick Smythe around, they're just all this stuff would go. It, it's possible that there's not someone there to say, hold on, or someone there to say, hey, this is going to be really important to people, so make sure you are ready for this. Mm -hmm. And he was a, a, a major part of this ownership of process. Of, of course he was. And so, Ryan, we know that these two are going to be running it on a day-to-day -day basis, and that's also something that people really wanted to hear was what's what's going to happen what type of role is this owner going to have is this owner going to live in california and for game days take his private jet in and out maybe rob's doing that but he's got two people that are eventually going to be the owners of this team that are going to actually have boots on the ground on a daily basis and so i just think a lot of the issues that people were worried about it are, are going to be relieved with, with how this ownership group is coming together. And you said Greg Penner is the chairman of Walmart? He is, yes. Is that, do we know like what kind of commitment that is? I, I don't, I don't. But maybe that's going to be Kerry Walton Penner's job now is really the person in Denver. Right. And um, that's exciting too. Mm -hmm. How old is she? She's 51 years, no, 50, yes, 51. Great. Um, that, that's awesome. Yep. And... We'll get to know these people. Like right now, they're just names. Yeah. Um. But it'll be cool to kind of see what that looks like. And you're right. I mean, there you go. That's you know, thirty, forty years. Uh. That the net. You know, that it's already taken care of moving forward. Yep. And then also, uh, their grandchildren or their kids, Rob Walton's grandchildren also have some investment in the Broncos. So it's a three-generation thing. And I know people were really like the idea of the Broncos staying in the Bolin family, a family thing. Pat Bolin had run them well. The kids hopefully could run it well as well. Now we're seeing a family thing with the Walton family as well. It's obviously on a way different scale. Pat Bolin bought the team for $78 million 40 years ago. Sells it for $4.62 billion dollars just a, a totally different scale but it's still a family feel at least that's what they want to want to try to make it feel yep. like 78 million now would get you like a house and a half in denver is it for that's <laughs> for real seriously uh rob walton last week sold his aspen property it was two properties with no house on it for 30 million dollars i was thinking why that is so chump change for him but maybe it's just to use that here yeah, I, I didn't know about that. That's interesting. And we also know that they just bought a huge plot of land yep. uh, right here in Cherry Hills Village. Yeah. So um, maybe it was just a, like a little swap. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, speaking of the family, every bull and child getting over goodness. half a billion dollars. My goodness, that is absurd. Yeah, it, it's... It's hard to imagine, and yep. 
Uh, I saw Mike Kliss last night and say, like, the thing is, most of them would have rather just kept the team. No. I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. no. In the- Some of them. I think Brittany. I was going to sure. say, I know one that, yeah. that would have wanted to keep it. Uh, and I, I, I don't blame them either, though. I mean, you get, what, a lump sum of $300 million after taxes or something? That should last you the rest of your life and, and a very fun life. Yes. life after you. Yeah, uh, just a crazy, crazy amount. And the, the return on investment for that family is uh, like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, Pat Bowling did a great job buying the team. Yep. And, and his brother gets about a billion. Yep. Crazy, Oof. man. Just yep. crazy. And uh, and so, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see, like, will the Bowling still be involved at all? I'd love to see Brittany Bowling mm-hmm. hired by the Broncos or retained by the Broncos. Yep. Um, just because I think she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but just half a billion dollars. For, wait, do we know, did the eighth child get a cut? She had to have, right? I, th- I think she was forgotten by a lot of people, even after she was revealed. How could you forget that? It's like what, the best story of the whole thing. And, and because wasn't wasn't that, didn't they find out that they had a sister when like the, the will? The funeral. Yeah. yeah. When they looked at the will. So if she's in the will, then yeah, she's getting a piece. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just, just crazy. Oh. So you find out you have a sister when you're between 20 and 30 years old. And then you find out that she's going to be taking a hundred million dollars away from you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're like, I love you. I hate you. Yeah. And uh, I need a follow up on that. Maybe even like a 30 for 30. <laughs> Seriously. I want to get the raw footage of them finding out they had a sister. Yeah, that's so weird. Uh, Ryan, one more thing about this is just let's take a step back. We can take a step back two years or even just a step back. What are we? June six months ago we were sitting here saying the broncos may keep vic fangio and then right after they fired vic fangio we knew they were going to need a new head coach we knew they were going to need a new quarterback and we knew they were going to need a new owner because joe ellis had made that clear that it was going to happen this year we said this was the most important off season in the denver broncos history and that wasn't trying to be like hyperbolic or crazy no when you need those things especially the owner Owner, it is that important and when we look at it now and you you can't judge (coughs) excuse me you can't judge a head coach um oh no not again (laughs) you can't judge a head coach until games are played but so far early returns on nathaniel hackett really good exciting yeah you can judge russell wilson because he's played in the nfl for 10 years and absolutely dominated yep what a home run hit and rob walton I think the money, we broke it down today. I think so far, initial reports, really, really good. So far, the Broncos have crushed their most important offseason. Yeah. Uh, you went from, you know, we talk about the four pillars. You had one of four, and now you have four of four. Yep. Um, and the only question marks are, is Nathaniel Hackett a great coach? And... Um, is the Walton Penner group uh, or Walton Penner family uh, as invested in the Broncos success as we want them to be. Right. That's going to take a while to figure out. Um, And honestly, it might not even be until after the Russell Wilson era Mm. for us to really understand how into this team that family is. And the reason I say that is because the Broncos won a championship without an owner at all. Of course, uh, in 2015, 
with Peyton Manning. And the point is now that one wasn't all Peyton Manning. But the point is having a great quarterback can just cover up everything. Yeah, It can cover up how important ownership is. It can cover up how important offensive line play is. It can cover up your defensive deficiencies, coaching deficiencies, all of that stuff. So in my opinion, Russell Wilson is going to carry the Broncos yep. for a long time. Um, I'll say six to ten years. And during that time, everyone's going to look good. Nathaniel Hackett's going to yeah. look good. George Payton's going to look good. And, and the Waltons, who, by the way, are coming in at the perfect time, are going to look genius. Yeah, everyone's going to love them. And, you know, the Broncos will have this new look, and they'll probably move into a new stadium, and they'll be hanging banners. And people are going to say, this is amazing. It won't be until after that, when we have to go through the the hunt again and – you know, the the team isn't being all of their deficiencies aren't being covered up by a Hall of Famer to where we might have to say, OK, well, doesn't feel like they're as involved as we need them. to be. Yeah. And it's a really good point. And also, just like Nathaniel Hackett, it's going for it's going to be really hard for him to be a bad coach yep. early on with Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, he could make some bad calls. <laughs> he can make some bad decisions late in games. He can um, misuse his timeouts, those sort of things. But more often than not they're going to win and that's all anyone really cares about and one thing that i really like this is a very small thing but in their statement about agreeing to buy the team very first sentence ryan we are thrilled to be selected to move forward with the purchase of the denver broncos with an exclamation mark you never see that there i think there is true enthusiasm and excitement and then they, they went on and said Having lived and worked in Colorado, we've always admired the Broncos. Our enthusiasm has only grown as we've learned more about the team, staff, and Broncos country after the last few months. I like that they're really buying into Denver, buying into Colorado, buying into the Broncos, because they have been around here before. They've owned properties here. They've lived here at parts in their life. And so there is, it's not a massive connection. But remember, Pat Boland didn't live here his whole life. Once he got here, that's when he fully embraced Denver. And that is th- these are reasons of hope that they will. But you're right, we don't know that that's going to happen until it truly does. Yeah, the one thing that I'm just supremely confident in is that the team will not be moved. Oh, um, yeah. and, I, and, and I wouldn't even bring it up if I haven't seen it in the comment section. I've seen people oh. tweeting it. Mostly, I think, because of the Stan Kroenke connection. Mm. Of, well, he moved the team out of St. Louis um so they could do it too and it's just like no not really no um the the colorado connection is big there you know it's not as if this is just some group who's never even been to colorado who just threw a bunch of money at it and showed up and said okay well we're taking it back to our hometown of um augusta maine (laughs) um like you know they they're they have a lot of love and respect at least from what we've heard uh, for Colorado and also just there's no motivation to move the Denver Broncos out of Denver unless again you have some crazy external motivators but the Broncos fan base unmatched yep. um the the you know the the city it, it's a Broncos city all of the stuff the market is plenty big enough there's no reason to move it and you know e- even pointing to like the Super Bowls in the final fours, Denver gets stuff like that, you know, not in this specific case because they haven't had the facility for it, but you know, we've had tournament games, all that stuff. 
Um, you know, the Olympics wanted to come here at one point, but the point being, it's not as if you can't get those things in Denver. Denver will get those things if you build the facility. 100%. Ab- absolutely, Ryan. And also, you're probably not buying $20 million plots of land in the city if you're just going to move the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could probably do whatever they want, but they're not moving the team. So we can uh, hold back on the hysteria over that. And one more thing. How about this? John Elway has got to be so upset uh, over these past 24 hours, thinking about the opportunity that he passed up. Elway was offered 36... well, uh, you can finish, and then I'll, I'll offer the counter. Elway was offered $36 million in exchange for 20% of the team about 20 years ago and turned it down. Had he taken that offer, he would have been getting $930 million now. But he never would have been able to actually legally accept the offer because of the right of first refusal that Edgar Kaiser had at the yeah. time, and it was still it actually held up back then yep. because it for whatever reason. So, had John Elway agreed, there would have been a lawsuit, and I assume they would have lost, and it might have even actually that percentage might have actually gone back to the Kaisers. But he didn't. He didn't even. Uh, he didn't even try. Nope. Yeah. He didn't give himself a chance. But that's probably how he sleeps at night. Yeah. No, like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to get it anywhere. <laughs> and he's John Elway, so hopefully that, that yeah, works too. That should help him as well. <laughs> All right, uh, should we move our way towards the comments? Absolutely, and got to give a shout-out to the best pizza in town, Sexy Pizza. We're right there celebrating the Avs playoff run because they're a Colorado company. They know what's up in this community. They're giving you 15% off through June 12th, if not longer, by using the code DNVR. Avs. So DNVR AVS. When you order pizza, you get 15% off your entire order of sexy pizza. Ryan, we've had it. It is fantastic. You're gonna want this this weekend and during the during the playoffs too. During during NHL finals. So get in on it. Check sexy sexy pizza out and use that code DNVR Avs. Yeah, I'm trying to stick to my diet, which I've done a pretty good job of, but every game. During the Avs pregame show, Sexy Pizza brings a bunch of pizzas mm-hmm. here for the Avs guys. And, of course, there's plenty more. And I just, like, see that beautiful, like, glistening grease on the yeah. top of the cheese yeah. and the delicious toppings. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is torture. If you can hold back from that, that is some serious uh, – That that's some serious – that's very Self-control. Impressive. Yes, exactly. I'm dialed in right yep, now. Yeah, you are. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the comments here. We do have one super chat. To get started here for Max Power, uh, can we talk Melody Hobson? Stoked she's involved. Yeah, of course. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. Also, as I tweeted out last night, Nathaniel Hackett's got to be just beside himself <laughs> knowing that uh, Melody Hobson is married to George Lucas. I have to assume he's at some point going to get to meet him and talk with him oh, and, and ask him all of his questions. 100%. You knew when Nathaniel Hackett was asked on Monday if he's met any of the ownership groups. And he said, yeah, he's met a couple. He was thinking about this one. Yeah, this so, is the meeting that he wants. Yes. Well, And uh, the question that I want to ask him is, who has who involved with the Broncos has the uh, has your favorite significant other? Is it Russell Wilson or is it Melody Hobson? I think it's got to be Melody. Yeah, and again, uh, we talked a lot about Melody in the first segment. So if you missed that, rewind after the show and, and catch that. Uh, just an absolute 
I said Rockstar and Icon, yep. Badass, yep. whatever Gem, you want to say. Everything. Yeah, uh, super awesome that she's involved. Yep, 100. And she's going to have a big role since she was only one of four people mentioned in this group. All right, let's hop into the comment section over at thednvr.com. First one coming in from Denver Rival says, Hey, guys, I worded my question weirdly yesterday. I asked, if you could be the Broncos owner, what would you do? Do a lot of your ideas or do a lot of your ideas as an owner align with these ideas about Rob Walton's speculative plans? I mentioned some of these things that I do and decided to make DNVR the top media outlet. Let's go. I'm very grateful we did not go the route of Deshaun Watson as our quarterback. He hasn't started a full season since 2020, and despite his stats, he cannot elevate the Texans. The Browns added more dysfunction to their deeply dysfunctional franchise. It's going to make those at home with Baker Mayfield commercials really awkward. I gotta imagine they put a stop to those. Yeah. Uh, Russ acts like a dad. He's comfy and awkward. He's corny and awkward occasionally, but he gets the job done and can flip a switch once he's on the field. He's the right culture piece we need to bring back fun and elite football to the Mile High City. Go Broncos, Sport DNVR rivals, and the Alzheimer's Association efforts to get younger demographics aware and active in the fight to end Alzheimer's. And Ryan, speaking of that Russ corniness thing, we did some research yesterday, and we're, we're going to be talking about that tomorrow because I think we've got a very interesting perspective on it. Yes, definitely a new uh, and interesting perspective. Um, as for what I would do as an owner, two things. One, keep the team in downtown. Mm-hmm. Two, you, there, he has to have enough money for a fully retractable roof to ease Henry's concerns about <laughs> the retractable roof. Where it's like not even, it's not really a retractable roof. It's more like a sunroof. Right. Um, give me the fully retractable roof that just slide. It's like a garage door. Right. Just slides completely off and like into a little slot on one side mm. of the stadium. And then you can have outdoor games when it's nice and indoor games when it's not. And then you can have all those events, but you don't lose the the beauty and atmosphere of Colorado. What's so cool is the the new stadiums are awesome. This one would top that by so much. I know. It's and I don't crazy. think there's one competing with it. I guess the Titans are going to build a new stadium. Mm. Uh, but I'll take Rob Walton over that. T- how, how long have the Titans been around? Uh, the Titans have had their stadium two years longer than in Power Field. Okay. All right. Wow. So the Titans still feel really young to me. Oh yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> they definitely do. Oh man, I can't wait for Nashville this year. Mm. Um, okay, uh, next one is from Fangio. Smanjo says, "Stand by for my Avs comment. This season has been an avalanche for the teams in the NHL. You can't stop an avalanche. You can only try to get out of the way. This is the year. Love it. Um, Feels like it. Also, it's just A V S, capital A V S. <laughs> no apostrophes. No apostrophes. No E in there." Um, the cap, the A is capital, not the V. See, I think, I think you laughed at me and my sexy pizza read when I spelled out DNVR. No, I laughed. I laughed at the idea that you have to do that. (laughs) But I was trying to help the people out so they could get their 15% off. I know. And like, again, I'm not, it's just such a pet peeve. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't handle it. So you can't handle that, but you embrace tacos with the apostrophe. That's that's a joke right it's a meme right right um there's someone last night who was like trying to troll me by purposely spelling it wrong and i was just like i all you're doing is making me dislike you (laughs) all right don't (laughs) worry i've never done that to you before no i'm like this isn't doing anything for you i just i just like you less every time you do that (laughs) um not not for you fan joe this is just uh it's not your fault 
Now you know. Next one from Denver Rivals again says, One last thought. Do you think the Waltons would want to expand their potential Colorado empire and buy the Rockies from the Monforts several years God, after the please. Broncos purchase? Then they could build two mountain stadiums just to flex on all of us. Thanks again. Go Avs and let's ride. First of all, no new stadium for Coors Field, or I'm no, 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 going to no, throw no, myself no, out no, of here. No, no, no. Um, but please. Please buy the Rockies. Man, that's also let, let's add a fourth thing to instantly be loved by Denver sports fans. Oh, buy my the God. Rockies and then dump money into them. Yep, Oof. and just run them like a proper organization. Man, and the Rockies have a lot of good things going for them in the past and in the future. If they were just given the proper ownership, it could be it could be something really good. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and then the then the entire. Uh, Yep. Entire uh, state's major sports teams would be owned by Walmart money. Just incredible. Just absolutely wild. Next one from Melbourne Bronx says, My boys, how awesome is it to have a new owner, new GM, new coach, new quarterback? All the pieces of the puzzle are there. I said it yesterday, and today I'll say it again. A dynasty awaits. I am super pumped. Let's go. You know, I could see it. Uh, I could see it. Now it doesn't mean it's it's gonna happen, but I just think the stability that this franchise is about to experience is something we really haven't seen in a long time. I mean, even at the very beginning of the Peyton Manning era, there was still uh, a lot of question marks about the the bowl and ownership and all that stuff. Like that, I'm sure it doesn't affect the play on the field that that much. But it's just true. You know, I, I use that word pillars, mm-hmm. true pillars. It's not something you've had since Bolin, Shanahan, Elway. Wow. That's something else. Yeah. And so, I mean, back-to-back Super Bowls is basically a dynasty. Yep. So uh, you could see it. Yeah, you could. And at least it's legitimate to finally say that they have a chance. You're, uh, not, yeah. you're not crazy for saying that. Yep. And that money will not be an object. Yeah, money will not be an object. Next one from Micah Pexa says, let's say Peyton Manning does become a minority owner with Watson, or with Walton, sorry. What then would be the roles and power of Walton, Peyton Manning, and George Peyton? Where would Peyton fit, and how much say would he have? It'll be interesting to see if Peyton even wants this. Mm. Um, is it enough for him to really move the needle? Uh, you know, like... He's already making what twenty five million a year off of Omaha Productions, <laughs> yeah. um, so that's only growing. Um, I'm sure we're not even that far away from that being a a, uh, a triple digit million dollar oh, adventure for him. Yep. Um, so there's that, but there's also you know this is the one thing that I think he's expressed interest in is being an owner in a team. The fact that he's not in on the original uh, ledger. Yep. Is a little bit concerning for me. It tells me that they weren't able to really strike gold in terms of what it would look like from the start, or else he would have been involved in that because everyone would have been doing backflips. And with with Carrie uh, and Greg both going to be running the show, is there going to be an, enough responsibility for Peyton Manning to become the president? Does he just want to be the president, uh, or does he want to be even higher and actually have that ownership role next to him as well that's just the one thing that i'm not sure this lends itself to 100 percent. but they, they could sign peyton manning up as an advisor 
but then that wouldn't keep Peyton Manning here for the long term necessarily. No, yeah, what I'm thinking is like a very small stake in the team. You know, I'm talking less than 5% and a fancy title um, that is essentially advisor. And that ties him here forever? Uh, I mean, it, the, the small chunk of ownership for sure would mm-hmm. just make sure that he's always, you know, a part of the Broncos. Obviously, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Right. Um, so I think it would be a smart move, but you're, I don't think you're going to see Peyton Manning in a suit walking the sidelines every right. Sunday. I think he'll probably still just like be up there in his box, um, hanging out with the kids, you know, like, and maybe that's the best case scenario for Peyton. Like uh, John Elway aged rapidly yes once he took that role as gm and and obviously that's slightly different than what we're talking about but peyton has has a lot to give like just to the league um he he's maybe the still the face of the nfl like whenever he's on something it pops like no one else except for maybe tom brady uh and so it would be almost kind of weird for him to be a full-time suit Um, for the Denver Broncos, I'd love for him to be, like you said, tied, tethered to the Broncos, um, with an ownership stake. But I think that he has a lot more to give, uh, to football fans than just that. Yep. I I completely agree. And, and I, and I hope we can all see that and it'd be awesome with a bigger role with the Broncos. Just not sure how that fits in. Dan Burke says, Hey guys, a couple of things. One, I'm sure George Payton could sell new ownership on his vision for the team long-term and earn their trust. But should we be worried about them wanting to bring in their own people in the front office or what or will we, we have a relatively long leash? I think this is a great question. This is something we simply don't know. Uh, I think it would be foolish to come in and move on from George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously probably not Russell Wilson and within a year or two. Uh, but that's something they could absolutely do. And that's just something we don't know. Patrick Smythe effect again. Yeah, but... No, because this goes above Patrick Smythe. Because th- this new group, and Patrick, hope this doesn't happen. Love you, but could, no, wipe out, could wipe out everyone. It won't. Yes, they could. What I'm saying is, they first of all, they won't. Uh, and like Patrick Smythe's not going anywhere. I'm confident in that. Um, and if anything, he's just getting a larger role, um, unless he wants to, of course. Uh, you know, if, if this was been enough for him. Um, but what I'm saying is he's he's the bridge and i guarantee you he's telling them dude george payton is killing it and everyone loves him so just keep that in mind and i'm and i just don't think that this group would want to come in and have that reputation instantly it's like oh they just came in with a wrecking ball and made it all about themselves it would be kind of like david tepper though when he got to carolina he sat back for a year made a big change sat back another year made another big change. I, I just, I don't want to rule that out here, even though I think it would be the wrong thing to do. Uh, and, and I just hope they don't. That's just something we, we don't know. They may have their own people. They may have their own PR team. They may have their own president lined up. They, they may have their own football people in mind too. Yeah, it's definitely possible. What I, I'm just saying, I doubt it. Um, I, and, and I hope as long right. as the team is successful. Right, and that's going to be a big thing. Number two, he says, I know the Broncos weren't hurting for resources, especially when they were flying around the country on private jets to conduct the coaching search, but should we expect this new infusion of cash to positively impact the scouting department? The Broncos notoriously have one of the smaller front offices in the league, but should we expect them to bring in more scouts or send more scouts out now? 
potentially they have the resources for it. One thing I will say, Dan Burke, while they were flying private jets across the country earlier this year, they were flying chartered private jets. They weren't flying their own private jet. They weren't having the. They didn't. Wasn't the Bolin jet? Nope. It was a. It was a different. Uh, it was just from a company. Um, and so this is something where you're gonna have the Rob Walton private jet. You're going to have the Carrie Penner private jet. You're going to have say, the Greg they, Penner private jet. How many private jet. jets do you think they own? Probably a lot. As many as they want. Wow, that is insane. Um, from C. Fillmore 72 Gentlemen, greetings from the UK branch of Broncos country. I have my Jaguars Broncos tickets in the bag. Let's ride. I plan on making a, week of, a weekend of it in order to get in on anything that you guys plan from the run-up to game day. Any firm decisions yet? Especially which part of London you might be using as a base Really looking forward to meeting you and other members of the DNVR family in October. Christopher, nothing in stone yet. Um, you know, it, it is coming up, but it is also June. Um, the, I'll just, we're still a small company. We've got a Stanley <laughs> Cup final uh, in town right now. So, like, it's, it's being worked on, but it's just not the main thing being worked on right now. Um, we have some exciting things leads yeah uh, leads is almost like not enough because like mm. we have we have roots in the ground love it just uh just a little bit more time before they sprout i love it i absolutely love it and that's gonna be such an awesome week it's going to be so much fun yeah it's gonna be out of this world and it's gonna be one of probably three traveling parties that we do this year Ooh, three yep i think i only know about two Oh. I can't wait to find out about a third. There you go. I'll tease it for you and tease it for them. Uh, and I think that's all we got for today. Yep. All right. Well, perfect timing on the show. Great job, everyone, in the comments section. I loved the conversation today. It's an exciting day in Broncos country. Hopefully, we'll look back on this day with great fondness yes. a long time from now. Yep. Um, and only time will tell. Yep. But it's very encouraging and this offseason, the most important offseason in Broncos history, is pretty much now complete, and it's looking real damn good. It is looking real good. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. But, of course, we'll be back with you tomorrow. See you then.
back one last time.